0: All right. Well, uh, today I've got Brendan here from the Dads Worldwide podcast, which is still, uh, to any of you, I, I definitely recommend you guys check it out, but it still has the best intro to any podcast that I've <laughs> ever heard. I crack up every time. I love it. Like just Thank as you. a dad, yeah, the part where it's like, went to change the oil, ended up with a new car. <laughs> that, that would be me. That's my favorite line in that thing. But uh, anyway, Brendan, how's it going tonight? And thanks for coming on uh
1: very well and thank you for having me on and uh yeah hey at
0: least yeah check out the intro at least
1: you know I mean the podcast is garbage but you can check out the (laughs) intro
0: (laughs) no no it the podcast is great too especially your guys's hate mail episodes good lord you know what I really I I really want
1: to it's been two almost three years now that we started the podcast and I really the hate mailers been there since man square ones i kind of want to divulge the who it is but uh but then on the other hand i don't yeah (laughs) no keep keep a bit of intrigue yeah oh yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely no that's awesome for having me on and uh you you've had some bang up episodes uh the last uh, couple weeks so i've been uh listening
0: intently oh thank you i i really appreciate it i'm uh Yeah. I don't know. Things are crazy, right? Like, I mean, we can, before we get into our topic, I guess we can just kind of touch on stuff going on now, but I mean, Canada is literally like vibrating right now with this, this freedom convoy going across Canada. It, uh, I don't know. There's like a a buzz in the air. And again, I'm from the West coast. It's all heading from West to East heading out to, to Ottawa there. It should be there in a couple of days, but it's uh, it's madness out here right now. I'm not going to lie. That's you know what I, I think,
1: Every other country except for the United States is really like like there's people like standing up for their rights where it's like there's been a few protests here and there in the United States. But even like the French of all people have had more robust protests about vaccine mandates and freedoms and all that stuff. Right. Yeah it's kind of embarrassing. really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like,
0: well, that, That's so funny. I mean, I, I must say, like, one thing that really uh, I, I was really emboldened by was that that federal striking down of the federal mandate across the states. I thought that was a really good sign. I think that was a bit of a, a turning point because then right after that, the UK announced they were going to drop theirs. Right. So I think that that was kind of a. Uh, I don't know, kind of a, a firm firm bit of ground to stand on from that sense, but yeah, it's weird. I mean, I I felt the same way about Canada. Like we were just kind of rolling over, taking it. I mean, we're Canadians, right? We're known for being nice, almost too nice, almost to a fault. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but they, you know, I think we've we've gave our uh, nuts a tug here, and we're we're going marching to Trudy's front door. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It's exciting that's, to say the least. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, so
1: boss man. But yeah, I, the Supreme Court ruling was it was good, but it was bad. They they made a they made the right decision in my opinion, but for the wrong reasons. Oh, okay, they, they based it off of like federal funding, right? So they said you can't do that to private businesses, but those hospitals over there, yeah, yeah, you can do that if they accept federal funds. Oh, I see. Okay, so, yeah. So. They, so so they did it, they did the right decision for some people for the wrong reasons. And then they made the wrong decision. Yeah. For other people, <laughs> it, not to mention the people, the the people that were on, that have been on the front lines of in the, in the hospitals. Right. And not just because people say the front lines, like the, you know, uh, emergency workers, some emergency workers, but like they say that for any worker that just, Kept working through the whole thing, right? Right. If you're uh, cleaning
0: toilets in Walmart, you're yeah, a frontline yeah, yeah. worker. We're a frontline yeah. worker. Yeah, yeah. Right. Get yeah. heroes' pay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I can't, <laughs> find, the I can't find the words right now. This, uh, um, but uh, uh, you know those people, but like actual frontline workers, people that are working in like COVID wings in hospitals, like doing the dirty work and uh and showing up every day. And you know, going home and possibly exposing their family. So, you know, these people and they're just uh just spitting on a lot of them. So mm-hmm. I I that that that's the most disturbing thing for me. But I'm glad I, I'm with you. I'm glad it got shot down regardless of why, but I, I'm I'm really glad it got
0: shot down. So Right on, man. Well, I agree. I think we're we're both in pretty much agreement on on that topic. And yeah. I I spent a lot of time on it, so we can get into. Uh, I, get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm 100 with you though, but we can get into the topic today, which was kind of, and I mean, you're in trades as well. We didn't go over that in your intro, but um, yes. you're in trades as well, and I figured we could talk about kind of the fine line between uh, job site bullying and then kind of camaraderie or team building, or I mean, you know, classically, it was probably called hazing, although I think that has a pretty bad connotation with it now but it does, i agree yeah. yeah yeah but but i mean as soon as you say hazing like you, you think of extremes and i wouldn't say it's like that on any construction site at least not that i've been on but it's that same kind of kind of mentality to that point so i figure we could get into the pros and cons and where that fine line really does lie
1: absolutely absolutely i i just like to say as a plumber uh, on the jobs i treat everyone with respect except for electricians <laughs>
0: I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. The, the wars between plumbers and electricians are legendary. I never
1: understood it. I honestly, i you know, I, all kidding aside, I've I never understood that. Like I, I just, I've always, uh, my golden rule is like you treat everyone with respect unless they deserve otherwise, you know, you find out they deserve otherwise, but, uh, Yeah. I I just, I never understood that whole rivalry. I didn't,
0: whatever. (laughs) I didn't either. It's so funny though, because like there's, there's countless memes of it online. Like, but I've, I've never experienced that with another plumber. I've, I've never had an issue. The only people I have issues with are drywallers burying our boxes and burying access to everything like that. That'll drive me nuts. I've gone crazy with a sledgehammer before just trying to find boxes, but um, yeah, it's only drywallers I've ever had issues with.
1: I had someone poop in a toilet. That was uh not set. No. It was literally in the middle of a living room. No. No joke. Oh my goodness. That's but brutal. Like, like yeah, like it's not even like, okay, it's kinda in the bathroom. I'll just go. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It was in the like you walked into the condo, you were staring at the toilet because it was it was unboxed but it wasn't in the bathroom yet. yeah someone went to the bathroom in it
0: yeah that's insane i mean i i would expect that from my five-year-old but from nobody on a construction site oh uh, man i yeah oh uh, yeah course. i've i've had some uh some pretty bad stories i did one i did one episode i don't know it's probably a couple months ago and i think it was called stories from the road or something like that the way the road bubs i think and it was just from service calls that i've had but I won't get into it too much, but I had, uh, I was on a service call and I was working in the bathroom. So I knew at least like I could close the door, make sure that the customer wasn't coming in. Like I could say that whatever I'm, I have open wiring in here, but, uh, yeah, I had, I had one behemoth and I had to sacrifice a drywall saw just to get that sucker down. And <laughs> it was horrible. And <laughs> I ended up having to cut her in half and get it, get it to go down. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, trade trade stories are great you have to be really really crafty on sites to to make it through a day sometimes yeah oh well um but yeah and you were saying kind of before uh before I hit recording or before I'm posting this anyway was uh you've worked in in different type of uh job applications um you know if you want to go into that as well
1: several different okay so I guess how many I've had well since I was 14 right and I'm now uh 42 uh I've had quite a few different jobs, Uh, not because I love uh, running around at different jobs, just just in general, just that, you know, I'm not afraid to try things. You know what I mean? So, uh, well, I started off as a dishwasher in high school. Um, And I'm mentioning the jobs that I think are are pertinent, because if you've ever worked in a kitchen before, you take some garbage.
0: Oh yeah. Like I, I haven't oh, worked yeah. in a kitchen, but what I had told you before is I worked in a, a butcher shop when I was younger, when I was 14 as well. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. I was, I was the cleanup crew, you know, like you're scrubbing everything down, taking apart bandsaws, all that stuff. I, I know exactly oh, yeah. what you mean. So
1: yeah, you're, you're, you know, someone's white glove you. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so I would say dishwashing. Uh, I was in the military after the military. It's uh, when I got my plumbing license and then, uh, Kind of in the middle of being a plumber, I decided I was going to be a border patrol agent. Uh, so uh, I did that for about nine years, and decided uh, working for the federal government is not my cup of tea. And uh, I moved back into plumbing. Uh, so yeah, I've. Uh, I think. I I don't think I I would say I've been hazed uh, per se, uh, although it, it, if you take away the negative connotation, probably probably is fair to say you know Uh, yeah yeah um however definitely uh taking some taking some garbage on the on the site or in the job uh dishwashing let's well i can start
0: with uh so my cousin owned the restaurant so so being being family sometimes that has a pretty negative aspect (laughs) it's way worse (laughs) worse. yeah. they expect more from you
1: and you can't escape from it right yeah so uh it was funny when i applied i'm like i i I, this is actually like the second or third job that i had and i was like 16 i had three jobs when i was 16 so there you go um so He was like, Do you realize this is really hard work? I'm like, Yeah, it's fine. I'm like, I can do it. He's like, no, this is like, this is really hard work. (laughs) I'm like, I'll be fine. It was pretty hard work.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) that was the same thing with the the cleanup group too. I was told, like I said, I was 14 and my mom worked there and They were like, this is a pretty tough job. I'm like, "Ah, I can do it. I can do it. Like, meanwhile, all I'm doing is trying to scrape together pennies for Xbox games. Right. That's the extent of my financial planning at that point in life. But I'll tell you, uh, trying to buy Halo 2, like that was that was all the uh, the drive that I needed to really put my head down and work. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually at
1: that point in my life, I was trying to go to Australia. So Mm -hmm. uh, there was a. uh, it was called people to people and uh it was an educational program and you they're like hey we're going to australia for two weeks and you visit a bunch of aquariums museums and stuff like that so my parents said oh it looks awesome but we don't have that kind of money so (laughs) so if you want to do it so which is why i had three jobs exactly so yeah um, i I mean i had jobs before but i knew i was going to need another one to save up that amount of money and uh So, uh, yeah. So I remember one night, uh, the cook comes in and, uh, we were, okay. So we were done all the dishes. I was done all the dishes. Uh, the other cook that was there, it was like no one in the restaurant. So he wasn't cooking anything. I had done all my prep for the next day. Uh, like I I was done. Like, so I'm just, we were just waiting for dishes and he was just waiting for people to come in and order something and the cook comes in and goes i don't pay you guys to stay around and starts throwing stuff and he's like god you can do he starts like and then just walks out mm-hmm. and it's like I, I looked at the cook he looked at me we're just like i i don't know but it's one of those mind screwing uh tactics that like you just you come in you yell at people for like five seconds it's the same thing in the military really um so, so I guess I should thank him for prepping me. But, uh, <laughs> but they come in, and they scream at you for like five, ten minutes. You have no idea why they're yelling at you. You don't like you. You feel like you should look busy, but there's really not much else to do. So, um, it it, it was really that kind of stuff. Uh, I gotta say, I mean, dishwashing wasn't that bad as long as I just did my work and you know did what I needed to do. Uh, but, uh, but then you also you take some some gruff every now and then because you know
0: you're a kid and they want yeah they want to make fun of you while you're you know Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, I think that I had kind of a similar experience. Like luckily there was, we had two cleanup kids on crew at a time. So it was, I think I was, I was 14 at the time and my coworker was 15. So we would kind of get, you know, shit on from, from the the butchers and from the front sales staff and stuff. And they'd kind of toss stuff back. Like, I don't know, you'd get like the old trays that are just full of blood and like a little bit of ice cubes left. Right. You just get it thrown at you. So (laughs) Like, I I swear at the end of every day, I smelt like blood and bleach and I had no good shirts left. Right. It it was horrible. But, but I remember that, you know, you would, we would get shit on quite a bit. Uh, but then, but me and this other coworker, because we kind of developed this camaraderie from getting shit on that we had, we had so much fun with it. Like I remember we had, there were obviously big meat lockers in there. Right. And we'd have whole pigs that were hung up, like whole racks of cow and we would go in there and we would just pretend to be like Rocky, right? So we would oh, have, I was just gonna ask. Free- oh yeah. <laughs> we'd be going and boxing these pigs, like just boop, 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 boop. It was so much fun. Yeah. And we'd have that, or like, you know, we'd be we'd be running the bandsaws and every once in a while they'd get us to like cut off the heads or cut off the tails, like nothing, no filleting, obviously, just the oh, yeah. a basic chopping them up running through the bandsaw. And uh, but we'd come from come around a corner, like slap each other in the face with a fish, like it was. It was honestly, it was one of the most fun times of my life. I think when I look back on it and it was like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think nowadays some of that, you know, it might be looked at as bullying a bit, but me and him just, it, it was, it was fun, right? Like it made, it made the day better. Like it was just, just these little things again, like we'd come, like can just have a fish swing from out the, the the corner of the locker and smack somebody in the face and we'd be keeled overlapping and it made the day better. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like it, it it's funny. Cause then I've had other sites where, you know, like things will get physical and maybe one guy on the crew doesn't appreciate it. And then it crosses that line like immediately but there's the one thing that i kind of found and we can go through it as we got older too but uh intent matters so much on a site like if your intention is to hurt somebody or is to you know cause somebody pain on site like that uh, to me that's where that line is and yeah it can be can be different with everybody but it's um yeah it, it all comes down to intent to me
1: yeah I, uh well i mean boot camp is like one big hazing event I can imagine it's just, they just beat on you. I mean, that's not physically, but well, physically, I guess with exercising and all that stuff and mentally. Um,
0: but do, do you uh, find that it like, it kind of galvanizes your bond with the other guys going it through, like going through it with you
1: mm, or no, I would I mean? say not, not in the, when I was, I was in the coast guard. So it's like, I really call it an extension of high school. I didn't really care for it.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: but uh, I, that's probably true for the other services, maybe Army, Marines, that type of thing. Uh, uh, but what I and maybe that's just because I was young and I just didn't really click with anyone in my, you know, my company. I don't know. Uh, but when I got to my unit, that's when the real mind <laughs> mind games began. Um, you don't fit in. People don't want to talk to you. And I'm a pretty social person. So that that really like that beat me up. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, So I my first year in the Coast Guard was for me, it was pretty awful. Uh, and I so I really didn't I didn't care for it very much. uh, And then at one point, I think you're right. Intent does matter. But then I think sometimes your intentions are just that, you know, the, there were some guys that. Uh, they were just intending to have fun with this one, you know, this other guy. And it turned into. Him sobbing, you know, uncontrollably. And, you know, they, where he thought they, they thought they were just joking around and he didn't take it that way. So, um, (laughs) I ended up yelling, (laughs) like, why don't you just leave him alone? I was like, I, I I was, uh, I was, I was a bit senior at that point, but, uh, I didn't know what was happening until I walk in and, like, uh, He's this geese is sitting on the bed crying. I'm like, "What is going on?" Yeah, like I <laughs> imagine walking into that would be a bit of a shock. Like Yeah, I was blown away cuz they were they were joking around with him like making him do push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that. And I honestly don't even know what led to him uh him crying, but uh it was obviously devastating enough that it uh he was being treated poorly enough and I feel for him cuz I probably I can think of a handful of times that I I did it. I did it alone far away that no one saw, but I was yeah, crying yeah. cause it, it, uh, people were treating me pretty poorly and, uh, it, 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 uh, it just came to, it comes to a head after a while, the stress is gets, gets to you. And, you know, and if, if literally no one is nice to you, oh, <laughs> the cool. unit, you know, they, it comes to
0: a point where you're just like, Oh, this
1: is, this is, this is awful.
0: So oh, Totally. I know that I, I know that I've seen that too, like specifically, I think it, I think it relates a lot to the same situation you were talking about, or it's like those, those high stress environments and a bit of isolation, like, especially working out of town in oil field or in mining when you're, I mean, you're isolated as it is. So you're really only relying on your coworkers for any kind of a, a social system or anything. And I agree, like the way that I've seen it kind of work, um, well, is when people start slow and you really actually do identify people's boundaries. Cause like you said, like some people aren't up for that. Right. And so you have to have different ways of dealing with it. And a lot of time from what I've seen, it comes from like leadership. Like, cause I've some of the the foremen or the superintendents that I've gotten along best with, like, they're pretty jokey with the guys, but they also, you can see in their leadership, how they deal with everybody in the crew. Like, it's sometimes it falls on to them to really um, be that example of like, okay, well, this guy doesn't like that type of treatment or whatever. And like, I I just feel like that really, I don't know, sometimes that comes from leadership, from the leadership perspective, where they're able to set that example. But I think it does come down to the crews themselves too to identify that. And that's why a lot of the time, I've found that it works best. When you kind of slowly prod like the new guys who come in, right, you kind of you start joking a little bit, like at first there's, there isn't much joking. You're just getting to know them. And then you slowly yeah. kind of just inch your way in prod a little bit until you, you kind of do have that fun, jokey camaraderie. Cause at least myself, like those are my favorite sites is the ones where people can keep it light, especially when things are stressful. Like there's, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. I completely hear you. Like I've, I've had, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of one guy when I was working in oil field who, yeah, he cracked on site and it was, it was rough. Like it was brutal. And I know, I know I had a part in it too. Like we were all just joking around and, but he, I don't even think that he was a, a target of it. We were just, it was a whole crew kind of joking around, Yeah, but he didn't like it anymore. And it was, it was a bit of a wake up call, right? Like it was, it was kind of tough to deal with it. It was awkward. You, you felt bad, but, um, but yeah, it, it definitely happens. I've seen that happen too. Yeah.
1: There is. <sighs> it's tough. You don't, well, I mean, like you, I think if you get to know the person and you have a relationship with them, it's significantly easier to know when enough is enough. Totally. You know what I mean? If you have a relationship with that person, if you don't, it's significantly more difficult. Uh, And I think that's where the, you know, the social cues come in. And if, yeah, if you're not figuring that out, if they're not giving, enough social cues maybe that this is bothering them uh then yeah it it, i i've seen it get out of hand more than once and unfortunately uh yeah those really but i think those relationships are key yeah for not getting for it not to get out of hand um but yeah the the military was i i didn't really care for my military career it was it was it was uh i did i i'll just leave it at that didn't care for it. But, uh, I mean, towards the end it was okay, but, um, I'm our, our government's run by meatballs. So, uh, <laughs> it just shows through and through and so many levels. And, uh, and I'm saying, cause I've had 13 years of experience working for them. So, uh, you know, I'm not just guessing, like I've seen it. Yeah, uh, you've, got a, you've
0: got a leg to stand on. With I got a opinion. little bit of
1: experience. With
0: <laughs> yeah, them. exactly. It
1: seems like they like, they're like, Oh, you're incompetent. Hey, you want a supervisor job? You know, like, okay, cool. Oh yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so I get into the trades after after Coast Guard, and uh I'll remember I remembered the first. <laughs> this is so funny. You're gonna get a kick out of this. So uh I get my first apprenticeship job and we signed all the paperwork. And he's like, All right, you're gonna be at this address, you know, on Monday. Okay, cool. I show up Monday they're like, Hey, where's your tools? I'm like tools. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I needed tools. Yeah. They're looking at me like, Oh great. We got another one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I showed up, I'd, dude, I didn't even have a pencil.
0: Probably running shoes and shorts too. Right. Oh no, no. I steel toes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. At least that's good. You aren't, you aren't as green as some of the guys I've seen that. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny though.
1: I no, I had steel toes. I had uh but yeah, I I don't know if they just didn't tell me uh, to bring tools, or I if I just they told me and I like completely spaced. I don't remember at all. But uh, but I showed up no tools. Uh, so I started working with a couple guys, and they were nice. Uh One of them, <laughs> Crazy Bob. I don't know why. Remember this guy was so funny. But he's like, hey, I'll bring you some tools. You can uh, you I I have a bunch. You know, like any like any tradesman right like way more tools than we really need. Oh don't yeah, tell, yeah. Don't tell my wife I said that. <laughs> all right. Um so so he brought me some tools and uh and he's like oh, how about it? he's like 100 bucks. He brought me a lot of tools. Like a lot of tools. Like I like I look at it now probably 200 bucks worth of tools. Nice. He, I was like all right. And he's like what do you mean all right? He says you're a plumber. You better negotiate. it was like oh all right 75 he goes that's right that's better that's (laughs) better like okay cool um so that's crazy bob well one day crazy bob starts getting uh, he starts getting on me and uh he's like okay so i just did four years of the military and as i told you i did not have a good time uh and so he says to me he starts getting on me about something. I can't even remember what it was, but, uh, but he goes like, he told me, he's like, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a licensed plumber. I could have you empty that can of bolts right there and then count them and then empty it again and then count. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm getting paid hourly. So if that's really what you want me to do, I was like, I'll do it. He's like, damn it. You got a smart mouth, man. I'm like, <laughs> I, no, I was like, I'm just saying if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. I just, I mean, I think that's a waste of my time. Don't you? He's like, Gee! he just, he walked away from me. He just, I guess he expected me to like freak out or bow down to him. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But uh, yeah, it, it, I, I wouldn't say it was haze proof or, uh, but it, it, it took a little bit more to get me, get me going on the job oh, <laughs> because of it, but uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I, I want I I have I can't say I've seen it too much uh, in the trades, really. Uh, you know, there's a little bit here and there. Go get me a left-handed, you know, monkey wrench. Yep, or you know, a bucket of steam you know that that type of thing oh yeah Um, for electrical um, it's a bucket of amps or yeah oh yeah yeah i I mean i haven't seen it too much other you know not to say that it didn't exist while i was there and i was just too numb not to you know to see it uh but uh yeah it people like people screw with your tools and stuff like that and and, you know it but i don't
0: know i guess i always just assumed it was just part of the job That's. I think that's kind of the same way that I view it too. And I think most of the most like trades people that I talk to are pretty comfortable with that. Like to me, yeah, it's mostly been strewn with tools, right? Which really does drive you nuts. If you're, if you're OCD, like me, like I carry a big, (laughs) a big Klein bag, it's the only area in life that I'm OCD. It's my, my goalie gear bag has to be packed right. And my my tool packout has to be packed. Right. Like I've got a slot for everything. And so it drives, it does drive me crazy when people fuck with my tools, but people know that. So naturally my tools get fucked with. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean, before at the mine, you know, you've, I remember my one coworker, he, it was so good because they'd always make fun of my bag. I've got this huge packout, and then I've got this little clip that I'd put on my, my belt. So I'll carry the little few hand tools I need for a job, but I've got this big packout that I would run around in the rig with. And they would laugh at me every day. I'd haul this huge fucking thing out, but I would never have to go back to surface to get another hand tool. It was always there. And, uh, but yeah, they would gradually... One day at a time, they would throw a rock. When we were underground, we were working underground. They'd throw a rock at the bottom of my bag. And my bag, as it is, weighs like 60 pounds to carry around. Yeah. So I didn't notice it for the longest time. I It took me it took <laughs> me an awesome. entire shift. Yeah, I went to pack my bag out. And all of a sudden, the bottom of it started to rip. I could hear a, a ripping at the bottom of the seam. My coworker's like, put it down, put it down. I'm like, what? And then he's like he unloads probably 12 pounds of rocks at <laughs> the bottom of my bag. And he's just howling. And I'm at this point I'm cracking up too, because <laughs> I have been carrying this thing around for 14 days and I did not notice it getting any heavier, but uh, yeah, like that, that's where most of the time they they'd mess with my tools. But I find like at least guys that I've worked with for a long time, like we're all pretty comfortable, like messing with tools is pretty common um we'd one thing that we would do a lot is we would write notes on the inside of like uh transformer boxes or any kind (laughs) of big big connections that we were making that we knew we'd have to tap back into later yeah so you'd you'd have drawings in there i I don't have to get into details you imagine (laughs) uh we have drawings notes uh just little gifts for people i remember i remember one time working underground and i this i think this I think this might've become a little bit of a tradition because it happened a couple of times, but uh, guys, when they would move on from the job and we had worked together for months, years in some cases, right? So we really do each other. And, uh, you know, you're working in camp. Things get pretty lonely, and so people. <laughs> I remember on a couple occasions, people would hide their flashlights acro- across sites somewhere in the underground workings, <laughs> <laughs> or in an electrical building, right? Somewhere where an electrician is going to find it, and they'd sign it. There was a note, and I remember finding one one time in an underground, uh, in an underground substation, and I. I could not stop laughing. I was keeled over in this drift, just dying laughing because the the note was great. Like just finding it there. Like when you're in the middle of work, not expecting it. Uh, I like stuff like that. I, it still brings a smile to my face today. Right. Like, um, or I remember, (laughs) I remember when I left, like I left a gift for somebody too. And I like, my phone was just blowing up three weeks later when people finally found it. And it's, it's one of those things that I don't know, to me, it always brings a smile to my face. It's something that I think, uh, I think everybody else remembers and and that's kind of like the fun stuff, I think, right? Like
1: even well, when we were relationship, that's the relationship-based uh you know, joking around.
0: Yeah. And you know and I that mean? was like, like, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. even the notes, like the notes were horrendous that we'd write <laughs> to each other, but but we we knew each other for so long. We had kind of figured out where our barriers were, what we were comfortable with, and man, like it was it. Yeah, it's it's some of the funnest stuff that I can remember about work. It's what it's some of the stuff that makes me love the trades, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that, though, if a random person
0: saw one of those or like came across a flashlight, they'd be like... Oh, we would have been fired in 10 <laughs> seconds if they read any of our notes to each other. We would have been kicked off site. Yeah, HR would have yeah, been called. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. what are you guys doing?
1: <laughs> and I think that's really the biggest difference between you know, the hazing or, you know, the the shit giving that you, you know, that people get the differences is, you know, whether or not you really truly know the person and have a relationship with that person. And I mean intent intent, I agree with you, intent, but it's also I think relationship. If you don't have a relationship with that person and you start giving them garbage after garbage after garbage, day after day after day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I well I guess I I guess you could say that the intent is to really hurt
0: the person's feelings if you don't really know them that well then should you be giving them that amount of shit i agree with you completely i agree and and part of that intent comes down to knowing people too and like i remember the one time that that i almost felt to was crossing the line it wasn't like i i actually found it really funny but i remember like pausing at the very beginning getting kind of embarrassed about it but then then after i, I laughed but it was because i think it was because it came from my boss so you know how there's that always that awkward relationship with your boss where it's like they can hit you but you can't ever quite hit them back as hard so it's that th- there's a weird little power dynamic with that right so but anyway it depends uh, on whether or not you care about your your job that is true and and in this case i did have a great relationship with my boss i love this job this was yeah. working working underground at the mine it, it's my favorite job i've ever had but yeah. um but i remember that me and my, me and two of my buddies who they were both at site too, they're both electricians and we had worked together for years. We would just follow each other around on sites, right? We've known each other for probably over a decade now. Um, but uh we had this picture. I don't know if you're familiar with the Calgary Stampede, but they it's a big Western thing in Calgary. It's a it's a national thing. But they have like these old school photo booths where you get those like sepia photos. You get dressed up in like Western gear with like oh, yeah. Yeah. I had like an old Winchester carbine in my hand, and like my like we were all dressed up, right? And so we get it's just us three guys, and we, we got this picture taken. Somehow my boss got his hands on it. <laughs> And the, uh, the, the site that we were at, the mine was called Bruce Jack. I think I can say that it's been a long time. So we were at Bruce Jack and he printed up, I think he said it was 350 copies of this picture, all blown up to 11 by eight. And he, he printed up 350 of these copies and he wrote on it. Um, Bruce Jack broke back. And so so he has this written on it with us three who are all electricians on site at the same time. And we're all his employees, which makes this even better. So he has all these printed up and he pastes them everywhere. I go into the bunkhouse. They're pasted everywhere in the change room. I go into the bathroom. They're pasted everywhere in every stall. I go into any office. They're pasted in every office. They're pasted in the kitchen. They're pasted in the lunchroom. They're pasted literally everywhere. And there's just, they're everywhere. And, uh, and anyway, I remember waking up one day, walking into the kitchen and seeing these at every table. And I, for, for about 10 seconds, I was frozen. Like what is happening? What is going, everybody's laughing, right? Like I've been there for two years at this point. It's like, we all know each other. It's a small little camp, but I remember, and you know what, for, for the longest time, like I. I probably quit that job two years later and we would still find copies of those pasted somewhere else in the camp on site, (laughs) underground, anywhere. They they were everywhere. And, but I remember laughing so hard and even still to this day. And after, whenever I drop this episode, it may even be pretty quick actually because I'm, I, this is my first one back from my wisdom teeth, but I might, uh, I might drop this one right away, but I'm going to, I'll find that picture and post it to the social medias too, because it was, it was hilarious, but, uh, Yeah. Like that, that's the one that I remember that was really riding the line just because it felt like I was embarrassed, but now I look back on it and even again, a minute after it happened, I, I was laughing and it, it made for, I think everybody on site got a kick out of that for a few months, at least, even if it wasn't my expense, I, I, I still thought it was hilarious.
1: It's funny that you say that this was, this this was the next thing that I was going to go into. So law enforcement, I was a U.S. border patrol agent, as I said, and, uh, Law enforcement guys are relentless. Okay. If you, if someone gives you shit and then you really put up a stink about it, that's it. You're done. Like that is what they're going to focus on and they're going to ride you until you break.
0: Oh yeah. I would, I'd say I've experienced that too, or seen it other people. Like
1: it's, it's crazy. Like how, how far they'll push it. Uh, It's like that in hockey locker rooms too. Yeah. And yeah. especially since we're all wearing guns, like it's kind of shocking that like right. that they will go that far. Right. Uh, we had one guy who just, okay. So I would say the border patrol is one of the units that I had the most camaraderie with. Um, that was where I experienced, like I call people brother and I meant it. Like, it wasn't just like, yo, Hey bro, what's up? You know, like I meant it. Like I would, I would get in fights for these people, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh and, and more but the the thing is like they're just ruthless they're just ruthless but so this one guy shows up and he uh he he transferred over from uh arizona and uh or south texas it doesn't matter whatever he transferred over and uh older guy seniority's everything in law enforcement seniority uh and uh Well, one day he got assigned a vehicle that he didn't want. So he walked over to the supervisor and said, like, no, that's unacceptable. And a junior guy, one of my classmates, academy classmates, uh, he just, like, grabbed the keys out of his hand and was like, I've got seniority. And he, like, threw his keys at him. Well, let me tell you something. Like, just that scene alone... Like there were drawings of him <laughs> uh like just being like I have seniority like throughout ever so we had two different checkpoints at our station we had you know we had probably eighty vehicles um it, so like there were like pictures of this guy just saying seniority 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 like and there was, there was some really talented mofos in my at, at my unit, so they were like they were like drawing cartoons of this guy, and it was good like. Mm really good and uh like it so the vehicle he wanted was a jeep so they so they like they you know they did a cartoon with him in a jeep saying seniority you know hanging out the window and like seniority and he got so mad because no one's friends with this guy right like he literally was probably just, at our just, station for like a week or two so yeah. no one's friends with him so he's taking it personally yeah you know and which he should have he was a dick so um <laughs> we so, meant it we meant it we meant it we yeah we kind of meant it we, yeah we, yeah we, yeah we were, oh, we i hear it. you yeah i've got a story um,
0: identical to this one that i'll get yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah so you know that's just it's just one of those things that like uh um but then you know it, it he deserved it. I mean, he did deserve it, but then there's other people that, you know, don't deserve it, but you just do one stupid thing and that's forget it. Like that's literally like my first two or three years in the border patrol was just like, don't say anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid. Okay. <laughs> like, to, like, Just like keep your head down. And it's hard for me. Cause I have a big mouth. So <laughs>
0: you really have a podcast. Me. What do you mean? You have a big mouth. <laughs> oh God. I can't <laughs> Shut the hell up. It's crazy. <laughs> But, that's so good. I yeah. I have a very similar story to one where, you know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of unfortunate because I think this actually might have fractured our relationship a little bit because I'd known him since trade school. Uh, I'll call yeah. him Wilson for this story, but what <laughs> we had, I, I can't use the real name. So Wilson, Um, but what we had
1: I like the volleyball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's exactly what I'm thinking of Wilson. Anyway. Uh, so he, he had, uh, we were working in oil field and he, he wasn't interested in doing any work and quite honestly, he's now in a different line of work. He's transferred out of trades, which I think is, is awesome. I'm really happy for him because he wasn't cut out for electrical or the trades. Um, Really. I don't know that, that grunt, that work, that get up and go. He just, he didn't have it. He wasn't interested in it. So whatever. I, I I don't blame him, but, uh, but anyway, what we had on this site. So we had a bunch of guys, our whole crew, and he was really brown nosing. He really wanted what, in Canada, we call a lead hand position, which is kind of right next to the foreman. So he ends up getting this lead hand position just based off of Brown nosing and talking himself up. And so, <laughs> nice. so just to give you, just to give you an idea of this. So he's the lead hand and me and my, my best friend, we were working up on a lift on uh it was a 180 foot tall tank. And so we were, we were maxed out on this lift right around 160 feet. We were putting cable tray up the side of this tank. Yeah. And so we're working, you know, like it's, it's sketchy up there, right? But we're having a blast. We're tied off to the tank because the wind is blowing you about twelve feet horizontally at that at that height, right? Jesus, yeah. So anyway, so we're working there, and we've got this bird's eye view of the entire site around us. So we're, this is just to give you a background on this guy. So we're watching. There's the the bathroom trailers, and the site supervisor, the inspector for the the uh, the client, is walking around looking at all the electrical stuff. Well, we see, uh, we'll call him Wilson. We see Wilson on his phone. And now the other thing is he has this new girlfriend. So this, this will tie into the story as well. So he's (laughs) constantly on the phone with his girlfriend every day, all the time. And so we see him and he sees the, the inspector. And so he quickly runs around one corner of the building and we see the inspector walking around and this guy's peeking his head out, Wilson, and running around this trailer just to get away from this guy. So we're, we're, killing ourselves laughing on this lift anyway so this this is the kind of guy he was right so we uh just anything to avoid work it, it wasn't about work so one day we make a cardboard wilson we get one of our other co-workers who's <laughs> close to the same size we cut it out and we have this mannequin and we and we have his name tag on it his name tag on his hard hat we've we've created an identical copy and we call him cardboard wilson and so cardboard Wilson, we say is 10 times more productive than Wilson. And so we prove it. So we, we hit him. We'd put him in the bathroom stall where he would stay there for four hours the whole morning, the whole morning he'd stay in the bathroom. And we'd have a picture of him and be like cardboard. Wilson did more than Wilson today. So like, it was just everything. We'd, we'd have him in the lift with us. And then he'd be over at another tank with another guy working for a day. And anyway, this was starting to get to him, but he the reason why the whole crew was razzing him is because we knew he was this brown noser and he wasn't interested in doing work he just wanted to talk his way to the top and he'd step over anybody to get there so then one day he made the biggest mistake ever now he he posted on facebook and we were all facebook friends this big poem that he wrote for this new girlfriend right (laughs) Oh my God. So the next morning, one of my best friends, i am still really good friends of the day. He writes up this speech blurb on a piece of cardboard as well. He writes out this poem verbatim and he staples it. We joke about it all the time. He he puts probably 30 staples through it, holding it to Cardboard Wilson. So Cardboard Wilson now has this speech blurb. Oh and we, we're carrying him around everywhere on site. Again, he's more, he's 10 times more productive than the normal Wilson. Uh, and like we're, it, site supervisors are seeing this everybody's seeing this and he's getting pissed now we left him in the lunchroom one day uh, saying that again like well he's gonna sit here he's gonna sit here all day like again he's more productive just don't worry about him leave him in here and uh, we come back in there and the half the heads torn off the speech bubbles torn off because all these staples right and we're looking at it and we're like huh we're like what happened to, to Wilson's speech bubble and he's like yeah, I don't know. It must've fallen off. And we're like, yeah, okay. So the whole lunchroom now is just ripping on him, but he won't even admit that he pulled it off. Like even (laughs) to this day, I've never heard him admit to it, but anyway, like it was just, uh, I, I don't know if I have any pictures of him, but if I do, I'm going to find them and post them to will I'll reach out to a couple of buddies, too, who are up there. The one who did the speech bubble, actually, he might have pictures of it. But uh, I,
1: I think you bring up a valid point, though. Some people deserve it. I mean, just like I told yeah. you about my guy, like, uh, you know, like if you're going to be a dank.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: maybe you deserve it.
0: Well, and sometimes and, like you were saying to pick up on those social cues, like yeah. the cr- if the whole crew is is in on it and it's like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's, it's that it's your, and case. I don't mean to yeah. call your
1: friend a, a dink, but if he was acting like one, then kind of maybe I'm calling you not Zach is, but all right, Wilson, no, so on that,
0: on that site, uh, Wilson was a dink. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so,
1: no, I just think, I just think like some people, people like that kind of deserve it. You know, if they're, if they're up, you know, the supervisor's ass with a clipboard, mm-hmm. you know, Writing everything down, and you remember Major Pain? Yes, Do you remember that movie? Yes, when he's like yelling at the kids doing the obstacle course, and the, <laughs> the kids standing next to him going, Yeah, get over the wall, you fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's what I picture is like, <laughs> yes. someone like that's a brown nosing and you know, and awful. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, yeah, some people, some people definitely deserve a little bit of grief, like, not necessarily you know, uh, being pushed to the point of tears, but uh, definitely need some grief.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And it, and it's just kind of that subtle way of just, I don't know. I, I mean, the crew had had enough, right? And it's not like you can, yeah. it's not like you can physically, I don't know, you're not going to physically get into an altercation with somebody, but it's just those little social cues, right? Like, and I think ultimately I think leadership, uh they understood it because he was demoted shortly after, which i know all of us you know what all of us felt a little bit bad but ultimately i think we kind of succeeded on our goal of getting that message across and then it was funny because after that one of my best friends like there was a bunch of us we had a really good crew and one of my best friends got that lead hand position and there was no squawking like at first the foreman thought that maybe we had a problem with anybody being a lead hand, but as soon as somebody deserving got promoted, nobody had an issue. Everybody fell in line. Like it was like, yeah, this is the chain of command. There's no problem when, and that's one thing I, I know I put an episode, I think it was like my first two episodes, but it was talking about uh, meritocracy in the workplace. And it's yep. so yep. important to maintain that where the people mm-hmm. who are important, it's so important, more than anything, if you want to keep morale up, if you want to keep people motivated, you gotta have that meritocracy on a work site.
1: Speaking of that, which is why I tell you that the our federal government, um, uh, you know, just in my experience, hiring people that don't deserve the job. Mm. And that meritocracy, you know, is huge, right? Because if you're not respected as a coworker, you're not gonna be respected as a supervisor.
0: That's exactly it.
1: You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, if, if you don't know what you're doing as a coworker, if you get a supervisor position, just because you can write a nice resume, you're not going to be respected period. And that will, that's what was happening uh, a lot, uh, you know, between the military and the border patrol and that type of thing. And, uh, so yeah, I I'm with you on that completely. I mean, if you have someone that's qualified, knows the job, um, and I hate I shouldn't vilify the board patrol that much as far because there was a few supervisors that I had that I I'm still friends with. I love them. They're great guys and they were good at what they, you know, at what they did. Yeah. Uh, and they trusted me to do the job that I was hired to do. Um, so uh, it just happened to be that the end of my career that I had a lot of them that were just meatballs. But uh, yeah, no meritocracy is huge, huge, absolutely huge. I agree. Yeah.
0: It's huge. And I think, I think that that kind of job site razzing or a little bit of that prodding that that's a good way to kind of measure it and kind of keep that in check. Because I think that like you talked about with social cues, like that kind of starts to elevate, even what you were talking about with the guy with seniority or, you know, cardboard Wilson, like those are ways to kind of knock those guys down a peg or two as well to, and it just, It kind of keeps things in check. I think that's uh, I think it's kind of a good a good way to measure the pulse of a crew because, yeah, if somebody gets promoted that doesn't deserve it, uh, that crew will eat him alive and everything will fall apart. You know, morale, work ethic, production, everything falls apart immediately after.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely if you don't want to be told what to do from someone that doesn't know what they're doing, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to be like, go plumb that bathroom. Like you don't even know how to plumb a bathroom. Yeah, you know, you- like yeah. I expect you, I expect that to take you two hours. Like you do have no clue what you're talking about. Like that's not going to take two hours, you know? Um, yeah. It, it just, it's ridiculous. So if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't be a supervisor. period, <laughs> you know, like,
0: Oh, exactly. Or if you wouldn't do it, that's the other thing too, is if, if you know that a guy would not undertake this job, and I'm not going to do it for you. Like why, why would I, you know, I understand yeah. seniority. I understand that stuff, but if a guy's never done it or never would do it or thinks that he's above this task, there, there's no way I'm doing it for you.
1: S- seniority and licensure is overrated. Uh, and, and I mean that literally it's overrated. Even licensure is, is overrated because if you're good at taking a test, then you can be licensed.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I think
1: you're not not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily a craftsman. You're not necessarily caring about what you do. You're not necessarily able to even really know the job uh, on a a micro level just by taking the test.
0: I totally agree. I think that even, you know, I've been, it's funny, I've been told three times now across different sites because I used to bounce around in oil field quite a while or quite a bit because the job market was so booming. So you could literally finish off a two week stint. And if you didn't want to go home yet because you were, your shift was over with that company, but there were so many jobs hiring right in the same area. So you could quit, get hired on start the next day for another two week shift at five bucks, more an hour. Why wouldn't you? Right. So you would just jump around jobs. But I remember for a while, there was three jobs. uh, One of them being at the mine, then two of them in the oil field where I did stick around for quite a while. And guys that I had worked with for, at this point, six months, they'd say to me, it was three times, it was the same thing. They said, man, I thought you were such a cunt when we first started working. And (laughs) I, I laughed because I, I don't try to put that persona off at all, but they just said, all you, all you did was worked. And I think that that I've tried to tell that to other apprentices or other people that I've worked for before, like when you're starting with a company. Yeah, you can try to embed yourself in the crew, get along with people, but you're hired to do a job. And so if you want to prove yourself proficient, or prove you're a valuable member of the team, like, I would just put my head down and work like that. That is my only goal when I start with a new company. Yeah. Yep. And it's something that and then at that point, then you can organically grow relationships and you start to get to know people on site. But uh, yeah, I, I always laugh at that. Because even I've told my wife that as well. And she just laughs because she's like, well, you're not though. I'm like, I know. And we got along perfectly after Yeah, it's just when I started on a job, because that's like what you were saying. It doesn't matter what your license is, what your qualification is. You've got to prove that you can do the work. And that was always my first and only focus, especially when I started with a new company or on a new site. Just put your head down and work, prove that you're actually capable of doing what you're hired to do.
1: But the problem is is you're outworking some of the guys that have been there a while.
0: Uh, yeah and and maybe that's why they thought i was a prick or whatever yeah but oh I yeah think-
1: i guarantee you it is yeah 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 if you you know like i said like licensure doesn't mean anything like those those there's people out there that just want to coast
0: yeah know? and maybe that's finish,
1: finish up friday and stuff like that you know like you know what i mean like they you know they'll work you know tuesday through thursday yeah and uh you know mondays and fridays are for relaxation getting over hangover so you know like <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, um there's a, a master plumber that I, that we hired as a contract plumber and he was throwing in plumbing that was against code. No like, way. Like, I'm like, uh, I I mean, I, I was an apprentice at the time, so I wouldn't have noticed it honestly. Uh, but, uh, the plumber that we had hired as, you know, to run the job as a supervisor was like, Hey, that's, you can't do that. It's an S trap. And he's like, no, it's not, you know? And he's like, and you know, when it was pointed out to me, I looked at it and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, totally is (laughs) like, you know? So, um, but again, uh, he just never know. I, I, you know, if someone cares about their job and is good at what they do, then, you know, they'll never be without work. Right. That's, that's the saying, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, but if you show up on a site and you care about what you do and you work really hard, you're not going to be a fan of a lot of people uh, maybe, <laughs> that are lazy maybe, bastards. Maybe that's
0: a maybe that's a flaw in my thinking and why I've never fit in with or why I've never been into a union company either. <laughs> I don't know. But I uh, I I don't know. I think I I really do like the trades and I do take pride in it. So I think uh, maybe it yeah, maybe it is a flaw to a little. A bit of a degree but i don't know that's i i, I don't, actually think, really I, don't love think,
1: I don't personally i don't think it's a flaw because i i'm a, i'm i'm on your line of thinking you know so i i don't think it's a flaw but uh yeah i think other people think it's a flaw they're like oh take it easy man like uh around here like municipalities you know towns you know that have water departments and stuff like that i work with them a lot uh right now we're working with a college a college that's union right we show up at, you know at eight o'clock they're gone by three that's it like we're done like mm-hmm. you you can't work anymore we're done mm-hmm. I was like well well, we still have a couple more sites that we need to visit no 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 no. we're done it's three yeah. o'clock we're yeah. done like they're like hey how about lunch i'm like i don't i don't take a lunch Why well, take a lunch we can get more done yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> no 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 like uh morning break and then afternoon break and like all these. i don't get those breaks no 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 we just we I just do my work. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. So no, I'm with you. And uh, but there's some people that just they're tuned differently.
0: Yeah, so. maybe that's all it is then. But anyway, the <laughs> long long story short is I did end up getting along really well with those guys. It's just it's funny because when I start on a job, that's that's my biggest thing is to just prove that I'm capable and competent, so that at least. I don't know people. People will at least respect my work, even if we don't get along very well. They at least know that I can do the job. That's fine.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Right on. Well, we totally got off the uh, the topic, but I like I liked where it went because I, I love talking <laughs> I about meritocracy. I,
1: I think it still pertained. I think it still
0: pertained. <laughs> I think so too. I Somewhere. figure uh, I know that you're on the East Coast, so while it's just getting into my evening here, I uh, I won't keep you for any longer, and then I can still see my kids before bedtime too. There so. you go. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, uh, take a second to plug your podcast too. I, I've been on it. I I love listening to your guys' podcast, and uh, well, it's a dad's podcast, so I'll let you I'll let you take yeah. it from here.
1: Uh, thank you, sir. Yes, uh, we are dads worldwide. Uh, and uh, it's me and my best friend Jim, and although he hasn't been on in a while, I was going to say <laughs> he's busy. He's so busy. I, I like I feel for him. He works so hard. So uh, he's on it. He's a you know. He works for a brewery called Bullspit Brewing. So if you're ever in Massachusetts, because uh, right now that's where they distribute, jump on there and grab some beer. It is so good. It really is good. Uh, and I and I told him, I'm like, I'm really glad the beer that you guys make is awesome because it would just be weird between us if it was awful. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> right? a terrible, terrible yeah, would relationship. Be uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, I guess it's mostly me uh, right now. But uh, Dads Worldwide, we talk about parenting stuff, but we also just have interesting people on uh, and you can find us on anywhere that uh, you can find podcasts. And uh, if we're not, i just tell me and then I'd like to be on there. So I'll get us on there. So
0: yeah, send it to their hate mail because they love yes. reading it.
1: Hate mail at dadsww.com. Sure. If you can't stand this episode, you <laughs> thought I was an asshole because I just kept going on and on and on. And I wouldn't <laughs> stop because that's just how I am then please hate mail at that's ww.com and let me know and I'll read it on air.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, yeah. I'll let you know before this one drops. Like I said, I may just, i I don't even think i have to edit any of this so i may just drop it here in the next day or two because coming back from my wisdom teeth i i haven't recorded anything so today's the first day i feel feel up to talking so uh anyway thank you very much for coming on and um yeah guys check out the show it's it's a blast i love it especially if you're a dad i think you're going to enjoy it too so thanks again brendan have a good night thank
1: you you
0: too all right everyone that's it for today i hope you found some value in this week's episode If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support, and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon.